I'm Brett Chang. And I am Jay Rosenthal, and this is your Peak Daily for Thursday, February 15th, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and tech all in less than seven minutes. Okay, so Jay, this is a this is a tough one. Lyft shareholders were taking for a wild ride after a very pricey typo. The rideshare company's quarterly earnings claimed one of its profit margins was expected to grow by 500 basis points, about 5%, this year, when in reality, it's set to grow by 50 basis points. Now, that extra zero caused shares to balloon like surge pricing was in effect, going up by 67% in after-hours trading. Shares have since fallen, but still closed yesterday at a 52-week high. Must have been a tough day for the Lyft investment investor relations person, huh, Jay? It probably was, but it was probably a really good day for lawyers who want to uh, build a class action lawsuit against them. Yeah, that's. I saw this. It's wild. It was a simple typo. You know, you, you have to think that there is not a legal case against, and this is why they do it. This is why they release these earnings after hours so that you wouldn't have any material effect. And typos happen, mistakes happen. Jay, I'm ready to give, I'm ready to, to move on. I want to forgive and forget. <laughs> Someone who owns a newsletter company, that's good on you. No, uh, they, can, is... they can afford it. Anybody who lost any money on this, Jay, they can afford it. It'll be well, fine. It says you. No, but it is, it is interesting, but it also lends itself to the idea that if you were going to do this nefariously, this is a good way to do it. Yeah, typos. That's a good yeah. idea. Yeah, we should, yeah, accidental typos, yeah. <laughs> right, right. But I, I also, after accidentally, after I was traded on the news. Uh, Brett, aside from this very, I guess, profitable typo for some, what do we have for Peak Pals today? Yeah, for our first story, Rob Law's shirts upset Canada's largest grocer. For our second story, Honey, I'm Home in Alberta and our big picture. For our first story, the Loblaw Corporation has previously beefed up with Frito-Lay and other smaller suppliers. Now, it's in a spat with a guy making novelty t-shirts. What does Loblaws have against this specific t-shirt, Brett? So Toronto-based artist Christopher Lamb was forced to remove products from his Etsy store that lambasted grocery store chain Loblaw and its high prices after the company filed a copyright infringement complaint through Etsy. Lamb is disputing the case. You bet he is. The products feature the name Rob Laws, and the S in this case is a dollar sign, paired with a grocery basket and a gun. Underneath, text reads, Live Life Hungry, a twist on Loblaws' slogan, Live Life Well. Yeah, and the shirts parodying the Loblaw-owned no-name brand, which read no shame and reference the Loblaws' bread price-fixing scandal, are still for sale. Now to zoom out. Lamb had previously gotten in hot water having to change the design of shirts reading Metro Stinks (laughs) after Ontario Transit Company Metrolinx complained directly to him. This time around, he said he's ready to take Loblaw's challenge all the way to the Supreme Court. Lamb isn't the only one selling products taking aim at Loblaw and Chairman Galen Weston Jr. Take this Eat the Rich tote or the shirt that reads, Galen, you suck. (laughs) That's pretty direct. It matters because public perception of Canada's largest grocer is nearing rock bottom as consumers blame corporate greed for still elevated food prices. The fact that merch going after Loblaw was so popular that the company sought to block its sale is further proof of this. Loblaw is finding new and exciting ways to stir public anger, be it swiftly aborted plan to remove 50% off pricing for items nearing their best before date or snubbing the proposed grocery code of conduct meant to promote fairness in the sector. Yeah, but the vote is still out on how much of this ire is deserved. Research from the Bank of Canada and the Retail Council of Canada suggests that rising costs from suppliers, not rising profit margins for grocers, have been the real factors behind food inflation. 
For our second story, like when Jerry Seinfeld's beloved B-movie character, Barry B. Benson, finally settled down with a nice florist, Canadian honeybees have found themselves a loving home. Yeah, here's what's driving the news. Alberta may be known more for raising cattle and pumping out barrels of oil, but it's also the province that produced nearly $105.6 million worth of honey last year, good for setting a new Canadian record according to CBC. As of 2023, nearly 303,000 honeybee colonies called Alberta home, by far the most of any province, and the region produced 40% of all Canadian honey. Interesting beekeeping has grown steadily alongside the bee population, with the profession seeing a threefold increase in the province over the last 16 years. And it matters because Alberta's blossoming honeybee industry isn't just good news for honey lovers. Those busy bees are also adding as much as $7 billion in economic value to the province's agriculture sector through pollination. Key exports like canola, cattle, and livestock that help Albertan farmers bring in $22 billion in 2022 have all benefited from the high bee population. Certain crops are extremely dependent on honeybees, with some Alberta beekeepers actually sending their bees to BC to help pollinate the province's famous blueberries. The bottom line is this. At a time when bee populations around North America are in drastic decline, the growth of Alberta's honeybees colonies and interest in beekeeping has been a buoy for its agri-food sector, especially as the province grapples with unprecedented water shortages. And for our big picture, the ROM plans new expansion. The Royal Ontario Museum, Canada's most visited museum, announced a $130 million renovation to remodel its main floor and add 6,000 square feet of new gallery space. The plan, which will be mostly funded by donations, aims to make the ROM more welcoming and change the controversial crystal entryway. OpenAI nets copyright court win. A California judge dismissed most parts of a copyright suit brought against OpenAI by writers, including Sarah Silverman and Tennessee Coates, claiming the company used their books without permission to train ChatGPT. The judge found that the writers couldn't explain exactly what parts of their books were used. Bell execs to be grilled about layoffs. Top executives from Bell and its parent company, BCE, including BCE CEO Mirko Bibich, have been called to Parliament on February 29th to elaborate on the decision to cut 9% of its workforce this month. The move drew the ire of several MPs, including the Prime Minister, who called it a garbage decision. I like that language, Brett. Big Pal, thanks for making us the most listened to business news podcast in Canada. If you got a second, why not follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a review. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. Have a great day, Peak Pals. <laughs>